talk of Chicago and the voice of the nation is 1690 WVON, Berwyn, Chicago. The views expressed on our programs are not necessarily those of WVON, Midway Broadcasting Corporation, or our participating sponsors. Live from the Xfinity Studios at WVON. The Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Good afternoon, WVON family, and thank you for sharing your Sunday with us. And it is a nice one. I can't believe the temperature, but look out. There is a winter alert going around on the Internet saying we're in for 15 inches of snow. So enjoy today while you can. I'm Tina Strasberg, producer and host of the case, of, on the case, and my co-host is the one and only Kent Hunley, publisher of the 316 magazine. I am editor-in-chief of that 10-year-old gospel magazine that is in more than 1,000 black churches and growing every single day. And you can get uh, the magazine by doing what, Kent? By uh, welcome our latest sponsor, uh, brand new Cook County Treasurer Maria Pappas, who is asking you to go to cookcountytreasurer.com to see if your taxes and delinquent, uh, to see if your taxes are delinquent and going up for auction at the tax sale that starts May the eighth. So visit cookcountytreasurer.com and put in your address to one to first check if your taxes are up for sale. Second, search for $479 million in refunds. And third, see if you are missing out on $439 million in available tax exemptions. Put in your address at cookcountytreasure.com. And don't forget, Treasurer Mayor uh, Maria Pappas has established two outpost offices in the community to help you get those refunds from your property tax. One is located at Rainbow Push Coalition Headquarters, 930 East 50th Street. And the hours at Push is, are Tuesdays from 12 noon to 7 p.m. and Fridays 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And the other satellite office is on the west side at the Abundant Life Community Center, 2622 West Jackson Boulevard. That's 2622 West Jackson Boulevard. And that's headed by the one and only Reverend Johnny Miller, who is executive director. Lives Matter Conference at the McCormick Place, 2301 South King Drive, Friday, March the 6th through the 8th of March. And so on March the 6th, uh, the doors open at 4 p.m. And it starts at 6 p.m. And then you have uh, Saturday, March the 7th, 10 a.m., with doors opening at 8 a.m., and, and the program beginning at 10 a.m. And so, and then on the last day, it is March the 8th, and that is 11 a.m., the doors open at 9 a.m. Welcome, Bishop Hudson. Thank you, Shanta. How are you doing today? I'm okay. I see you have quite a lineup now. You have this huge... This this wonderful flyer. You have a man named Anthony Brown. Now, who is Anthony Brown? Anthony Brown is one of the uh, top gospel artists they have now right now that a lot of young youth and people in church love him, you know, and he, he, do, a, he do a lot of things for the community. Mm-hmm. So he was very eager to, to come to be part of this uh, conference uh, that we host in All uh, Last Matter. But I also want to give a shout-out to 316 Magazine for also supporting us. Uh, if you see that the bottom three sisters really hosting, helping us out, supporting us 150 percent, I want to give a shout out to them, you and Kent Hartley. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Now, who is Limmy ba- Battles? <laughs> Limmy Battles is an old gospel singer, and she's not old. She's uh, she's one of the one of the young ladies that made a, a way for a lot of artists today. Mm-hmm. She is really good. She's down to earth, and uh, she like to do things for the youth. You know, she like to give back. And yeah. who is Phil Tarver? Phil Tarver is a great friend of mine. We went to school together, high school. Uh-huh. We play in we would play in the band together. We play uh, at the time he played trump at the time he played uh, t- uh, trombone and I played saxophone. But me and Phil Tarver always been close friend and uh, it just just 
remarkable just that we came out together and we've been working together for the last five years. And Andrew Holmes, we all know Andrew Holmes. He yeah. every time someone is killed or shot, he's right there trying to find the killers. He's such mm. a and you know he lost um, his daughter. Um, he lost his daughter, and then someone else uh, recently was was shot, but they survived. But he actually lost his daughter. Uh, some men were robbing the gas station, and she got killed right. in the crossfires. May we keep him in prayer for that one because I've not been communicating back and forth with him. And to the fact that uh, he's also going through it, but he also not, he's not giving up uh, on Chicago. He's reaching out to people, and he also doing a lot of things that, you know, he said he's going to do for the community, mm-hmm. regardless of what he goes through. He's still on his mission. Yes. Can... Now, Kids Corner? Kids Corner is a, a youth organization. Uh, Farley White, you remember Farley? Delise Williams. Denise Williams, yes, she's uh, she loves kids, and regardless, that's her that's her passion, and uh, she put this program together, Kids Corner, for years uh, ago, and uh, and she started off with nothing. Now it's, it's all around Chicago, it's all around uh, Illinois. People know her all throughout the world. She's she's doing a great great job, and uh, it was an honor that she's that she took, you know, she stood up and said, yeah, I want to come out and let my kids. You know, let the people know it's all about the children. And it's not about us, personally. It's all about our kids and so we can come and get them a safe haven place. Absolutely. Now, we all know Rico Michael Jackson. He looks like Michael Jackson. I just love him. <laughs> He's a trip. He is a great dancer, a great imitator of Michael Jackson. Um, you're lucky to have gotten him. Uh, now, what about Rima Rhetoric? Rima Rhetoric, they is a group who put together the, uh, what you call a, a uh, spiritual uh, uh, wording. They, uh, they're not the mass group, but they, they, they uh, do poems. And uh, they are real good. Uh, it's a husband and wife team. And they are well known in the suburb and the west side. And they do real good. But we had to keep his wife in prayer right now. She just had a surgery. So he probably just performs by himself. Okay. And they're either the Chicagoland area, is yes, that correct? Yes. Now, now, Lemmy Battles, just going back to Lemmy Battles, she um, is a part of, sh- of Chicago Mass Choir, is that correct? Correct. She won the originals of Chicago Mass. Okay. Choir. And Phil Tarver is, was part of the Chicago Glory. Correct. Okay. Because yeah. I remember when I did a concert years ago in 2009 at the Harold Washington Culture Center, he performed with Chicago Glory. That was a great event. Yes. And one of those favorite songs, Yes, Yes, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got some great artists that's yes. performing. You even got Jesse White Tumblr's going to be there. Um, awesome lineup. Um, this is a three-day event uh, taking yes. place March the 6th, 7th, and 8th, which is in two weeks. Yes. So folks can go online on Eventbrite and register uh, for this event. Is that correct? correct? All Lives Matter. All Lives Matter. Now, the March 6th date starts at 6 p.m. The March 7th starts at 10 a.m. and March 8th. At 11 a.m. We are pushing March 8th back an hour, and look on Eventbrite. It's, it's a kickoff at 12. Oh, at noon, okay. At noon. And the reason by, why, because a lot of uh, people reaching out to us want to get there that afternoon to uh, fellowship together as one whole big old church. Okay. Well, well, well I'll tell you this, uh, Bishop Hudson. You're doing an awesome uh, thing here, providing an awesome event for the community to come out and enjoy themselves, a three-day event at the McCormick Place. This is awesome. I'm proud of you. I'm proud to be a part of it, a sponsor of this event. Uh, folks, if you um, miss some of the, the wording or this conversation, you can always go to our website at, at officially, I'm sorry, at 316magazine.com or, or All Lives Matter on Eventbrite. Yes. You can always check those sites out, go on your uh, mobile phone, or go on the website, on your computer. And, um, you know, just... Uh, if you can't recall what we said today, you know, go online and um, look up the information and participate. You know, I, I you know, I, people are always talking about the violence, the crime. Here's a, a, a bishop in Chicago doing an event for the community to show that we all matter. We all count. And Bishop uh, Hudson, so what is the purpose of this conference, this three-day, co- that's a big project, three-day conference. My goodness. First of all, Shanta, we I've been in prayer with about this conference back and forth for a whole year. And I was getting sick and tired uh, seeing on the news of how many youth or people were getting murdered in our community and nobody really 
uh, have no safe haven place for our kids after school. And I just, you know, I tried to come together with a lot of people. It did not work. I said, what can we do? It did not work. Work for one, don't work for other. Well, God said, you know, do this, do this, and let them all come together as one. I was trying to charge, but he convicted me, do not charge. And that's the good thing about it. Everything that we wanted, he given to us. And I, I, and I, I this is a faith walk. And I didn't start with no money in this, tr- truthfully, Shanta. And the things that he asked me to do, I did. And it come to manifestation. And uh, and people don't realize I, I've been walking on this thing for a whole year. And even when some of the people I know who could have donated to the cause, and when they when they give us, say, no, we can't, I got other things to do, or here go, he go, he go five hundred dollars. I know that he go building that. He can get five thousand, but the whole thing is that I say thank you. But God turned it around. I just humbled myself, and He kept on multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. But the main thing to answer your question, Shinta, is that after this conference, we're gonna keep in contact with all three, everybody in the conference. We're going to buy three youth centers. I'm about to make sure I buy six buses, start college tours, and we're gonna have a program that everybody going to know about how to teach our kids to get prepped for college, get prepped for job corps, get prepped for any type of job they want to have. We are going to make this a manifestation part of our core. And this is what we do. It's all about our youth. So that's why we got a lot of people who coming out here who's giving back their time. Uh, the Mutu dance, African dancers, the Pastor Jonathan Brooks, if you heard of him, he did something in Inglewood. We even got a Greek step show for them. And uh, Wendy Indy, a female violinist, also. She's awesome violinist. And we got uh, Dr. Greg Tatum. He called me from California and said, Bishop, I want to support you. And he's been opening up doors for this. And that's how people are. We'll see the good cause of this. And I was thinking about, I thought that it would be more people who were running for political office would step out on the plate and say, you know, we need to support this. They're sure, Bishop. Once they see the crowd on the first day, listen, they will be there. I can promise you that. They'll be there knocking your doors down when they see the crowd because that's what it's all about. It's about the crowd. So, you know, don't worry about the political uh, not candidates not it. not showing up. Believe me, they will be there. Just Amen. put some pictures out there with all the people showing up. They'll be there. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to line one and see what Jim has to say. Jim, welcome to On the Case. Good afternoon, everybody. How's hey, good it? afternoon, Jim. I'm calling, I'm calling from remote location, San Pedro Sula, Honduras. <laughs> anyway, um, you see, the show is so important. I have to tune in, even though I'm doing things out here. Anyways, um, you know, it was interesting, all the stuff that happened since uh, Trump let Blago free on Tuesday. You know, a lot of pros and cons on both issues. I think it was probably a good move. Didn't cost Trump any political capital whatsoever because, you know, if Blago hadn't had such a big mouth after his first uh as the first trial and just did a little plea deal with the people to get a little sense, he wouldn't have spent all his time in jail. So, and it, you know, I think it was enough. So, um, and also I heard some conversations, you know, it was funny because Trump released a few other people and because of the fact that he let uh, Blagger go, it kind of was like flack to not pay attention to the other people that were let out. Uh, once one guy was Milliken, I've heard pros and cons about him, but also another problem that we have is, is the press. And for example, uh, Talks about Bernie Sanders and, and everything. And anytime a Trump colleague or former colleague does something, the press wants to make a big deal out of it. But I was just reading something this morning. There's a guy named Alex Friedman that was a, a, a Bernie campaign supporter, organizer or something uh, back for his 2016 campaign. And he was just arrested in, in January in Knoxville, Tennessee, because apparently they're building a new facility there. And what this guy was doing was planting guns and things like this and knives and weaponry within the jail facility uh, so that it was a prison break later on. And, you know, so what they're having to do now is change all the locks. And, of course, he was arrested, but they have to. Okay. Jim, I don't know what happened to you. Let's go to Melvin before we go to our guest. Melvin? Melvin, are you there? This is still Jim. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, right. but anyways, that's you know, I won't take many more of the time. I just want to illustrate that that it, because of the press not focusing on something that was really a lot more dangerous than mm-hmm. any colleague of Trump might have done, there it's not an issue. Okay. But we have alternate media, so we can 
share it. Okay. Thanks for your comment, Jim. Thank you. Let's go to line two, Melvin. Melvin, are you there? Melvin? Good afternoon, Melvin. Uh, this is still. Can, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay, this is Melvin. Uh, welcome to On the Case, Melvin. Okay. Um, good. I'm glad you guys got things going down there. Uh, with, with these with these people, with you uh, candidates, that's 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 you getting them you getting them ready, you getting them uh, all set up to to, to uh, take care of business, and especially the young people. I know you got a lot of young people in there, right? Yes. Hello. Hello. Yes. Uh, what I'm saying is that you since you got a lot of young people. Um, they let me let me bring this up. They need whoever candidate is running. I don't care who it is, uh, whether it's Democrat or Republican. They should be. They we should have prayer in schools everywhere around this state. We should have prayer in schools everywhere around this country because prayers. We need we need prayer because things are going on around around here and there's. And robbing and killing and and sticking up people and and nobody uh, care and nobody raising their children right. And we need prayer. We need we need prayer to be to be elevated, and within especially in the churches, and in the schools and and wherever you go, whoever candidate is running, they don't even even uh, stress that. They should every candidate, whether they're Democrat or Republican should stress the idea of prayer because we need this is supposed to be a house of prayer and we need that we need that to educate our children thank you so much without prayer right now everybody's running amok we don't know which way to go we're afraid to come out of our homes some of us and, and nobody's really arresting the children like they're supposed to every day every day you hear on the news media that somebody done stuck up somebody, killed somebody, ran over somebody. I know. And getting arrested. That's a good point. And so thank you so much for your uh, comment. I agree that prayer should be back in the, in the That's schools. That's right. And, and uh, but Trump said it was prayer in, 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 uh, should be in the schools. But, hey, Trump don't have to say that. We can say it. Everybody that's running should stress that and stress it real good. <laughs> Sit down with your children pray and and hey thank get, you get things going thank you so thank you much. melvin thanks hey, for calling trump is the one who needs prayer he needs prayer All of, yeah trump needs prayer also thank but. you thank you so much sir all right okay we have on the live line jim allen he is the spokesperson for the chicago board of election commissioners and uh we are now entering into early voting uh jim are you there good afternoon chinta hi there and my co-host is kent hunley you haven't met him yet. Uh, good, a- good afternoon. All right. And so tell us about early voting. It started when and when will it end, and who can vote during early voting? Early voting started Wednesday, and it's only at the Loop Super site. We've got a new Loop Super site at Clark and Lake, right by the Clark and Lake station, the busiest one in all the city. And it's at 191 North Clark in a former Walgreens, set up with 100 pieces of equipment. So it's more geared toward the end when we get the bigger rush downtown. And that's open every day now through March the 1st. And that's the only site for Chicago voters right now. But then on March the 2nd, the Loop Super site will still be open, but we'll open up all the 50 ward sites. And that's when we traditionally get 15 days before Election Day on March 2nd, the real early voting turnout. And meantime, we've uh, surpassed already the 2016 vote-by-mail applications. We're uh, already over 50,000 applications to vote-by-mail. We worked with the Postal Service to provide a really great service to our voters so that using intelligent mail barcodes on the envelopes, the voters will be able to get their own web page where they can track the return of their envelope all the way back to the election board, and then once it arrives here, we'll send them a confirmation email saying we've got your ballot and we've counted it. So it's much more transactional than in the past when you just had to operate on kind of blind faith. 
when you just drop that envelope in the mailbox and hope that it got there. Now you're able to track its arrival to the election board and then get confirmation that it's counted. So we've already doubled what we did in vote-by-mail applications four years ago at the primary in 2016, and that was a competitive election as well between uh, Hillary Clinton and uh, Bernie Sanders. And so we're excited about all the prospects for uh, larger turnout. We're not seeing big numbers yet in early voting, and that's because it's really early. People are waiting to see what happened in Nevada last night, and they're waiting to see what happened, what happens, I should say, in uh, the coming week on, uh, you know, both South Carolina and then Super Tuesday early in March. And uh, that's when we see the early voting numbers uh, really rise up because that's closer to when people have their minds made up which way they want to go. Right, and so I I'm, I have not voted, and usually I do uh, it during early voting because I'm not I don't know who I'm going to vote for, but suppose one of the candidates drops out, then what? And, and and suppose some voter had already voted for that person who has now dropped out. What do you do? Well, that's one of the advantages of vote by mail is that you can wait longer. You vote in the comfort of your home. You can look up on your smartphone or your laptop or whatever device you have. Maybe you want to look up, you know, the judges and you want to see where their rankings are and whatnot. Um, You can look up information on all the candidates if you want. And, you know, you can wait a little longer. And as long as you mail that, uh, preferably before Election Day, but all the way up to Election Day, uh, with this intelligent mail barcode, the second that goes past the first machine, uh, in the Postal Service, uh, it's going to register, even if it's not postmarked, it's going to register that that envelope was in the Postal Service's, you know, hands, uh, you know, when, when it's pretty much the same day that you mail it. So we're excited about that. But you're right, early voting, there is that risk that somebody could drop out. Uh, and that's why some people, especially in a primary election, wait much longer until closer to election day to use early voting now come november as soon as we open early voting at the end of september it's going to be gangbusters you're going to you're going to see large numbers of people using early voting because right now people are picking between shades of blue on the democratic side and shades of red on the republican side and they're not sure which one they're going to go for but in the fall you know the polls show that more than 95% of the people out there already have their minds made up come Labor Day. Now, Jim, now it's being early voters, it's being done by mail. How do you, how does your office stop the, um, like, voters fraud? You know, folks sitting in, uh, taking fraudulent use of the, of the service that you provide. Well, the second that you apply for a vote-by-mail uh, ballot, and we're mailing that out, that is updated in our electronic poll books. So if you were to show, let's say you applied for a vote-by-mail right. ballot, and uh, while it was on your way to your house or when you returned it, you showed up at early voting, whichever one we received first would be the only one that we would process and count. So if you show up at early voting after we've already processed your vote-by-mail ballot, they're not going to allow you to vote unless they think there's, unless you think there's a mistake and then you would vote a provisional ballot, and then we could check on that after Election Day. And if it turns out there was a mistake, we can count it. And if it turns out you'd already voted, we're not going to count it. So there, there are plenty of safeguards built in there. Even within early voting itself, we have 51 sites, and I want to emphasize that Chicago voters can use any site. So if there's one that's closer to where you work or you pick up your child at daycare or where you shop or whatever, while you're running errands, you can use whatever early voting site is convenient for you. And even there, the electronic poll books that we use are real-time connected to a database that, so that so somebody shows up at Site 11, if they hopscotched over to Site 12, it would already show that they just voted at Site 11. Okay. So now when, does the, uh, when do the 50-ward uh, early voting begin? So in another... Uh, Another week, so on March the 2nd, uh, we'll have all the 50 ward sites will open up. 
So this week it'll still be at the Loop Super site only all the way through a week from today, Sunday. And then Monday, March the 2nd, which is Pulaski Day, uh, all 50 ward sites will open up. And the same if you live in suburban Cook and you're listening, all of the township sites and village sites for early voting for suburban Cook voters will open up at 50 sites out there. So uh, that's when you really see the early voting numbers pop. That's why we've timed our mailing to hit the boxes uh, a little later this week. So uh, starting Wednesday or Thursday, watch your, uh, watch your mailbox and uh, watch for our mailing, which will provide you with information on all three of your options, which are your Election Day polling place on Election Day, and then your two, at least two early voting sites will offer you, as well as instructions on vote by mail and the new tracking system that we provide. What about students, um, students who are going to school in other states, but they live in Chicago? Students are, are as well as voters, are able to um, apply for vote by mail uh, applications. And we even have, uh, when you go into the online system, the first thing that you select is whether or not you want it sent to your home address, whether you want it sent to your winter home in Florida or Mississippi or whatever, or whether you want it sent to a campus address, so that we can mail it to wherever the voter is. Uh, the very first voters to receive our ballots were our military and overseas uh, voters. They started receiving their ballots uh, on the, I want to say it was the 31st of January, and we even provide an online system, not online voting, but an online system where they can pull up their ballot, print it out, and mail it in. So we had returned ballots from the military and overseas as early as that first week of February. Uh, so our, our, uh, we're starting to fulfill the vote-by-mail ballots this week because we had to wait on a couple of court cases before we could, uh, we had the ballot settled. And so we started printing uh, earlier this past week, and now we've started to mail out a few thousand, and we're going to catch up with the other 48,000 who've already applied to vote by mail in the coming three days. Now, you mentioned Super Tuesday. For those uh, listeners who don't know what Super Tuesday is, can you explain? Yes, Super Tuesday. So your, your first four uh, um, contests, if you will, two are caucuses, two are primaries that are run by election officials. So the first one was a caucus in Iowa that we had uh, earlier in February. Then the second one was a primary in New Hampshire. Then just yesterday we had the caucus in Nevada. And now we're going to have a, a primary coming up in South Carolina. Then Super Tuesday, which is going to be March the 3rd, is going to be when uh, 14 different states, I believe, uh, have a combination of caucuses and primaries. And that's expected to be uh, a big turning point in figuring out, you know, which candidates are, quote-unquote, viable or are taking the leads and delegates but um, I, I'm reluctant to, to um, I'm opposed, I should say, to some of the horse race type coverage that we've seen where there seems to be like a, a, what I call an impatience uh, bias, where people seem to be impatient. They want it to settle out, when in reality there's really nothing wrong with all 50 states doing their own thing. Uh, you know, whatever the people want to vote on, they should, you know, be able to vote on that. And I, I hope that um, both the media and the voters and the voting public is, is, you know, can rely less on this horse race mentality of who's got money, who won this state, who won that state, and really just focus on who they think are the best candidates for the different offices. What is that magic number uh, that you have to have to be the nominee of the Democratic Party? Is it 1991? Well, that's a question for the political party. I, we we just run our our little primary here in Chicago and and working with our colleagues all across the state of Illinois. But uh, as far as how many delegates it's going to take to to win outright the, uh, the nomination, uh, that's up to each party to decide. Okay. So what are, what are your last thoughts on on this election? You can tell our listeners. Well, we want to emphasize that. If you have uh, youngsters in, in your immediate family or neighborhood or where you, uh, you know, or if you work at a school uh, who are 17 years old, 
on March 17. If they're going to turn 18 by November 3rd, they are eligible to vote and register and vote now at this March 17 primary. That's the result of a, a newer law that went into effect a few years ago so that voters who are going to be 18 by the general election on November the 3rd, they should have the ability to have the impact on who the nominees are going to be for November. So if you've got a 17-year-old who's going to turn 18 on or before November the 3rd this year, they're, and they're a U.S. citizen, they're able to register uh, and vote at this primary on March 17. And secondly, we want to drive home that if you're not registered and you wake up one day and you decide, I really want to get involved, we've got you covered because you can use any one of our early voting sites. You can, use, you can go to your precinct polling place on Election Day. If you have two forms of ID, one that shows your current address, and that can include a utility bill, a pay stub, a bank statement, whatever. You can pull it up on your phone if need be, a cable bill. If you've got two forms of ID, one showing your current address, you can register and vote still. There's no registration deadlines anymore. we got registration all the way through Election Day. All right, Jim Allen, spokesperson for the Chicago Board of Election Commissioners. Thank you so much, and thank you for always being so uh, accessible and so very accurate. For you, anytime. <laughs> thank you so much. See you, Chenta. All right, let's take uh, Allen on line three, please. Alan, are you there? How you there? doing, Shanta? Hey, and, uh, how are you? Ken Hey, hey, Alan. Yeah, you know, Chicago uh, is uh, hurting the Democratic Party. You know why I say that? I'm saying, you know, Reverend Jackson, his name is all over the world. And he was saying, show respect to former Governor uh, Rob Belogian because he probably behind the scenes said, man, this guy's doing too much time. Let me ask you something. You know, we got more me. You know, Allison Cooper, he said the BS word. Oh, 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 I couldn't. I could, he did a, a jail a job on, on y'all former governor. Y'all got R. Kelly there. Y'all got Justice Smullett. And y'all don't even come to the rescue for your former uh, governor. Pardon and commutation means to forgive. Bernie Sanders need a media. And i like to see how Gail would interv- interview y'all former governor, Rob Belogevich. Because the media is so biased now. CNN is based out of, uh, uh, out of Atlanta. You know what, uh, Joseph Biden, because he represents President Obama's legacy, he needs to wear some uh, shade, carry one Bob in one hand, and him a <laughs> smartphone in the other one, and he probably would uh, help his image. But Chicago, cause it's, look, I'm just saying respectfully, it's a moral city. Look at R. Kelly, he stays in the news. Justin Smullick almost made uh, Eddie Johnson lose his job. Now, I hope R. Kelly get more than 14 years. You have a good one now. Thank you, Bye. Alan. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, by the way, candidates need 1,991 delegates to become the Democratic Party nominee and to face uh, Trump. Uh, what do you think? What do you think, Kent, about Bernie Sanders? He's leading in these ca- uh, caucuses, but you know, I don't really think much of the caucuses because of how they vote. They stand around in a room and yell at each other, and um, like Reverend Jackson said, you know, they're white caucuses. First of all, it's not mirrored uh, a representative of America. It's not diverse. And then you can be standing next to your boss and be afraid to say that you are for one candidate because you know your boss is for another. Right. It's, it's not a reflection of the, con- of the country, Shinta, and no. um, I do have a problem with that. And some of the candidates, it's not um, our agenda. is not even on the table concerning our reparations. Um, you know, um, police violence, um, gun violence, uh, mass shootings, all that. You know, those reporters, like the gentleman just called Alan mentioned, it's sort of like staged. You know, it's mm-hmm. all staged. Even the um, the media itself, mm-hmm. you know, they're um, only um, putting what's on, on news and uh, television is based on advertisement. It's about making money. Sure it is. It's all about making money. And, and those polls uh, from these caucuses, I have no faith in those polls. I do not. Um, I, I no faith at all. No, absolutely not. And and I always say the po- the real poll is you, the voter. And I hope everyone listening is registered. And I hope that you either vote early, vote or wait until you've made up your mind for the March seventeenth uh, uh, primary. It's yes. so important. We need Very important. to defeat Trump. I will be be voting locally. Because there's a local elections going on, too. A judicial race is going on as well. We have to pay attention. You have this uh, Illinois Supreme Court seat. Right. We have to keep it, you know, keep it, um, 
You know, and I'm really sorry that, uh, just so that our readers know, station management here has forbidden brokers from having anyone on who's on the ballot, but I understand that some brokers are still doing that. I will honor, Todd, your um, email and not have anyone on. I won't, but if they call in, I'm certainly not going to refuse their call because we need to know um, about them, and especially the judges. Yeah, it, what they The judges, they wait so late always to tell the voters about them. And as a result, they don't get as many votes as they should. Right. And I agree 100%. You know, they advertise their face, their face and a cliche or a slogan saying, vote for me. I'm the best on the job. You know, we have to know your intentions when they come on the show. And their record. And their record. Exactly. Because not not all judges are good and not all good, uh, not all black judges are good, not all white judges are good. We need to understand understand and, and know their records. But. They don't come to us. Right. We just want fairness. We want fairness fairness. overall, the station, (laughs) the people, and the judges. Absolutely. Absolutely. So back to you, uh, Bishop Hudson. How many people are you expecting? We are expecting up to 3,000 people. Wow. At this time, yes. Mm -hmm. Have you gone to uh, Chicago Public Schools and asked them to participate? Uh, my secretary at this time, she reached out to Chicago Public School last week. They are going to push out the flyer. Also, DC, DCFS is going to push out the flyer to people uh, in the system also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we need the parents to get involved yes. in this. You know, we need to push it out to the parents. You know, and school that's what we're doing. is yeah. the hub, right. but the parents need to be you know, participate. And we also push out to all the library, all the park districts, too, okay. uh, who have after-school program for the kids so they can get it. Yes. Okay. And and so um, I'm excited. I, I'm excited. You know, he finally um, collected himself and decided to do something that he thought he couldn't do at the time of putting it together. Am I correct? You're correct. But what is your message to the children? With with all this violence going on, and I am getting so sick of this violence. I know you are too. Kim. Wait a minute, I got, I got a question. Okay. On, on my drive here, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about you know. Um, I, we did we did a tape of the podcast at the office at 316 Magazine headquarters, and um, that was Friday. And a gentleman came in. He said, listen, you know, um, I'm voting for Mike Bloomberg. That's what he said. And I asked him why. He said, listen, you know, I know he's getting beat down, and he apologized for the stop and frisk, you know, shaking people down, Correct. especially black men. Mm-hmm. And our conversation was, he was like, it wasn't all black men just walking around. They were just stopping and frisking. It was the black men that the police see in the neighborhood that they normally would see committing crime and selling illegal, um, doing illegal activity. We just put right. that as a whole. So they uh, were the um, the people that were being stopped and frisked. And overall, New York crime did go down. Is that correct? Am I correct? correct. Okay, New York crime did go down. And that, that was our conversation during the uh, podcast. And you can check that podcast out on our website, 316magazine.com. I will make sure it's uploaded um, tomorrow. You'll get a copy of that podcast. But it is talking about, um, you know, it was about Bloomberg and his electability to become president of the United States. And, and as far as uh, us black folks concerning what he has done to us in the past, a lot now, of folks were hurt by that. He has apologized. He has that. apologized. As Christians, that. shouldn't we forgive him? Yes. We forgave Clinton with the yes, crime we did. bill. Yes, we did. So what do you think? You know, yeah. And can he, yeah, we, we are can Christians he, and we should is apologize. Is he the only one who can really beat Trump? You know what? I, I'm going to ask this question. Now, you're going to ask a question with a question. Question with a question. <laughs> I heard this morning that the Russian is the Russian government is back into our election. Correct. Yes. And that being said, they want Bernie Sanders to get the ticket for the, for the Democratic Party. They want Bernie Sanders to win the uh, Democratic Party so he can challenge so he can challenge Trump in a uh, general election, not Bloomberg, because mm-hmm. Bloomberg got more money than Trump. He can now buy Trump. Right. And they're afraid of that. So Bloomberg going against Trump is a problem for, for Russia themselves as well as Trump. Mm-hmm. So Trump won't Bloomberg. I mean, he wants uh, Bernie Sanders as the candidate to go against him. And then next question, uh, is America ready for a Jewish president? We've had a black president, Barack Obama. Is uh, America ready for a Jewish president? Yes, they're, they're ready. They are ready for a Jewish president. I mean, Jews control what banks. They control Hollywood. I mean, they control all the things that that keep Some America. Some of them, not all of them. <laughs> a lot of studios are controlled by Jews, as well as the banking system itself. 
you know, even the uh, the media outlets. So uh, is America ready for a Jewish president? I say America is ready for a change other than Trump. That's my answer to, the, uh, to that question. That's a good answer. Change. That's a good <laughs> so, answer. And we do need a change. Yeah, change. You know, we need someone. Um, their uh, friends are not all going to jail on the front you know, newspaper every other day. Associate of Trump is going to jail. I mean, I have never seen an administration, uh, a presidential administration, where all of his cabinet members or associates are going to jail. Yeah, and as soon as they go to jail, he's giving he's giving them pardons, which I th- it, it's so wrong. And I bet he's going to do the same thing with Stone. Yeah, all day long. He's going to do it for Stone <laughs> as well. He's going to do it. For, that's, that's a friend of his, and, and he's upset about him even going to jail. So, yeah, he's the president. He can, he controls that. You know, he does. You notice one thing about Trump: the uh, the chess moves he he was making mm-hmm. when he became president, mm-hmm. the uh, second year, you know, first year, he started uh, putting a lot of judges in areas around America in office, getting elected. Supreme Court circuit seat. Ninth, ninth yeah. Circuit, yes. Yeah, so you keep and, yourself and, out of jail, and, too. And some of them uh, don't even have judicial experience. That's the danger of this. And they're appointed for life. Guess what? Yes. They are friends of Trump's. Of course they are. <laughs> they don't need no experience. Just, just be my friend. Somebody. Right, just know somebody. You know, it's, it's, know it's, about, it's about control. That's it. It's good to know somebody. But the good thing, with the answer, go back to your question, Shanta, is that... Uh, my main thing about this Stop the Biden Conference All Last Matter is that I would like to, first of all, seek out how much support we can come together to show our youth to how much we care for them. Because youth, what they, we talked about this at Sunday School today, today about forgiveness. Kids monitor everybody in their community. If, if you're a judge, if you're a police officer, they know everything that's going on. But they see all these churches out here and pastors do not have a good relation with each other around the community. They don't see us supporting each other. They don't see us working together. No. If, they, if they're not on the spotlight, they don't see it. Small churches, big churches. Well, it's, you know, you know what, Bishop? My answer to that is is that I have to give an answer to that. No, I asked for <laughs> my, an answer. No, you didn't ask for But I was just saying what, what the youth is seeing. Okay. And that's one of the purpose why I'm, I'm doing this because – I had two youth get killed between my church and Metropolitan Church. Wow. I call, and Ten years ago, I called a meeting for all pastors. Only three churches showed up. And they, I'm and, not surprised. And they only wiped it underneath the seat. It wasn't even mm. on the news. So I'm, I'm going to make a comment to that. Laugh? Yes, it did. And my comment is, guess what? It starts with you, yes, March 6th, 7th, and 8th. That's my comment. And yeah, it's going to be on podcast. <laughs> that podcast there, too. <laughs> so, listen, them not showing up didn't stop you from thinking about mm-hmm. doing something for the kids because the kids, um, they're our resource. They're they our are. future. You yeah. know, we have to invest in them. We can't just walk away and say, oh, we just leave it up to them and just complain, complain, complain. You know what I, you know what I was thinking? My question to you is, is that do you see our community as a conservative community? I see, oh. I see our community not, only, not really as a conservative community. I think we lost a lot of our pride. When we let our people come in and take over our community, be honest with you, uh, when the, all the people, who developers come in and just change the stuff and then change and pushing people out of our community, it's like we just lost a lot of hope. But in reality, our children are dealing with a different type of age these days. My son, 12 years old, and he was on the first show we came here. And they deal with transgender, they deal with homosexuality, they deal with stuff that you don't want to talk about, we didn't, but we've been dealing with for years. But now they're exposed to it. Now they have a question, man, how my people accept me if I turn around? Mm-hmm. Look at what Dwayne Wade going through. Yeah. Look, look at children going you through. You know what, in Dwayne Wade's situation, Shanta, going back to that, Bishop, you yeah. know, an 11-year-old child, you know, if it's my child, my yeah. son, he is not mature enough to make a decision, to make a decision about whether he's a, a, a want to be a girl. You know, so and Dwayne Wade is being a, a a father, right? You know, and this child brain is not even developed yet mm-hmm. to know exactly what he wants to be. I don't know, you know, what occurred in his life to make him want to become a, a woman, well, a, a girl. You, 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 you know? know what? Let me, let's go further than that. They had kids on a talk show a couple of years ago talking about transgender. You know, and, and young boys talking. You know, hey, have a hormone home, home changes. On TV, you know. You know, I, I agree with you on that. I think uh, television as a whole, the, um, the the film industry, I got a problem with that. I got yeah. a problem with Hollywood TV. Making um, money Watching, um, listen, I was watching, I was with my daughter watching television. I don't know what show it was. And all of a sudden, two girls started kissing out of the blue. 
What? My daughter said, what, what they doing? I said, I, said I, I cut the TV off immediately. <laughs> and I heard people say, listen, if you don't want to see it, just listen. If you don't, I heard people say it in the news. If you don't want to see it, just turn your TV off, whatever. We turned our TV off. But guess what? It caught us off guard. Correct. So I have a problem with that. Keep that, that's, that junk off the television. Well, you period. know, I had an experience with my little girl, my niece. Um, she was about eight years old at the time. We were walking downtown, and there were two men holding hands, and then they kissed and so she looked at me and she said, "Isn't aren't they supposed? Isn't one of them supposed to be a woman?" And I was so shocked. And you said yes, right? One should have been a woman, right? <laughs> That's what I would have said. Because I told my daughter she was trying to she was trying to uh, get some out of her ear. That's why she reached over <laughs> when I turned the television off. Because I was like, "No, they wasn't kissing, baby. They was not kissing." You know, I had to cut the TV out for that. Show. Your daughter is very smart. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> listen, I told her something totally different. And um, guess what? She just had to be looking at DVDs that I uh, pre-screened. Just no more. Just public television. Mm-hmm. Channel Seven. It actually, don't Channel Seven. One of those, um, yeah. you know, those uh, television shows. I think uh, was it. They're writing Station a, Nineteen. Uh, they're writing a lot of, of that. Yeah, into shows. you know, we weren't expecting that. But, you know, she was you know, looking at the television show and the woman, two women to start. You kissing. know, I believe people can do what they want to sleep right. with whom with whomever they want to, but I don't think it should be shown publicly so that children could see that because children are confused today that goes back to Dwayne Wade's son again he might have seen some on TV or uh, I don't know I, I really don't know I, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't not live in their lives I don't know but he's seen something that changed his mindset you know about uh, men and women how it should be mm-hmm. you know something happened you know and um you know, and that's the problem I have with, um, you know, public television now. Right. Channel 7 I mean, adult, Channel. adults, that's one thing. But children, their minds are very impressionable. And I just, I'm, I'm very protective of the minds of children, which is why I'm not telling anybody uh, who I'm going to vote for. I, in fact, I don't know, but I'm not going to be <laughs> telling people to right, vote Right, you get a lot of calls, and guess what? You just keep that one to yourself. Who you voting for? <laughs> I am. That's I why am. I gave you information about someone uh, that came to podcast his beliefs about, you know, voting for Mike Bloomberg, you know, mm-hmm. versus the other candidates. Right, right. But, um, you know, my mother used to tell me that I, w- I was her weird seed. That's what she called me. Because she would tell me things like Santa Claus flying up in the sky. And I would look up at her <laughs> and I said, prove it. She goes, what did you say? I said, prove the Santa flies in the sky. And, of course, she, she couldn't. Um, so when people, and I will give Bernie uh, Sanders an example, he talks a good game, uh, and I'm not saying to people not to vote for him. He talks a good game, but he cannot deliver what he is promising. <laughs> and then who in Congress will be supporting him? Well, but he, isn't he backed by the NRA? That's what I, I got information. He was backed by the NRA. Um, and, I have to check that out. Yeah, check out. that out. You know, and, and he never talks about, um, you know, on his agenda, I mentioned about gun violence Um you know, none of the candidates, I have a problem with all the candidates, to be honest with you. They, none of them talk about reparations. or. I, I don't think that he is. Yeah, check that out. It says that NRA helped elect Bernie Sanders. Oh, well, then I was, I was right. Okay. <laughs> mm. I, knew, I got that information. Yeah, he was, um, he's, you know, they're, know they're funding his campaign, you know, so, you know. See, now, see this is why you, need, you don't need to vote early. You need you to do research. your homework. Exactly. And, and you have to listen to On the Case. Some facts here. Absolutely, absolutely. So all facts. We're not just talking, just some gibberish on the show. We're giving you facts, information, and events to go to, like All Lives Matter, March 6th and 7th. And 8th. And 8th. Here's an article. The headline is, The NRA Helped Elect Bernie Sanders. Why Won't He Admit It? Hmm. And and it goes back to what I said earlier. He does not talk about mass shootings in America or gun violence. Well, uh, people who are thinking about voting for him, you better do your homework. Absolutely, you better do your homework. On all the candidates. And, and you know, it goes back to um, Bloomberg. Um, even on candidates, um, you got to research them and, um, you know, who's really backing these candidates. You know, who's backing them? Who's funding um, their uh, this race? You know, I, I've heard that a lot of the, um, the candidates are being uh, funded online through small donors, you know, Moms and pops who are do- you know, donate money to these um, officials, hmm. but yeah, you got to be careful, Shen. So you got to really uh, research. And um, I would love to, um, hey, get one of them on the show. Yeah, Moms and pops. yeah. 
And uh, Sanders, <laughs> Sanders claimed in 1988 um, that he lost Congress because he ran on a platform of banning assault uh, rifles. It's true that Sanders told Vermont gun groups in 1988 that he backed a ban on semi-automatic rifles and that the NRA endorsed the Republican who beat him, Peter Smith. But there is little evidence to suggest that Sanders campaigned on the issue or that it played much of a role in his loss. See, that's you know, why th- that's ammunition for Trump. Yeah, absolutely. that's a lot of ammunition for Trump. You know, um, listen, he he also is backed by the NRA. You oh, know, Trump? Yeah, Trump oh, is. Oh, he's in bed with right, them. He's in bed with it. And Trump will tell you that. See, Trump will tell you up front, listen, hey, yeah, they my friends, but I'm, I'm going to make sure they don't put enough guns out there. He, you know, see, he would tell you in your face, you know, uh, listen, Bernie Sanders won't even mention it. You know, so, um, you know, it, it's it's sad, but it, it's true. Well, here's a you quote to- from, the, uh, from Wayne LaPierre, who's an NRA executive, at the time, he said, this was the 1988, no, 1990 campaign, Bernie Sanders is a more honorable choice for Vermont sportsmen than Peter Smith. And that's by NRA executive Wayne LaPierre wrote his members. So you may be right about that. Yeah, I was right about it, Shinta. Maybe, yeah, he, maybe he's divorced himself from the NRA. <laughs> okay, maybe, yeah. Maybe so. But, yeah, you have to do your research before you go out and vote for people um, in this election, March the 17th. Absolutely. You know, and that goes, we go back to the, the judicial seats that's taking place on March the 17th. Um, and even the, um, we have a race taking place in Cook County. You know, Cook County, you know, um, race also. You mean the, uh, the Illinois Supreme Court? Well, not just the Supreme Court. You have the Cook County State's Attorney uh, race. Right, right. Not state, yeah, State's Attorney, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we have that race as well. Um, and, you know, we, they do want to take her out because of... Uh, of her decision on that. Um, that one decision she made. One decision. And we have a president in office over the entire United States of America that make bad decisions. Every, every day. Every day. Every day. And we can't. And then, and then turn around <laughs> and pardon people who have been found guilty by our judicial system. Right. That's it. We, we can't even, we can't even um, walk, you know, wrong not one time. That's it. You know, you can't even say, listen, you can't. I made a bad mis- um you know bad mistake you know it happened and um there's no forgiveness when it comes to us in office. Well, you um you want to add anything to this bishop? Wait. Well, you're right there's no forgiveness people bring up your past and 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 make you look like you should should did better but uh I understand what you're saying. But uh we we can make a difference like you said if our judicial system by teaching our young people all about the judicial system, plus also teaching about the pol- political area. Like you said, the Jewish and other races are teaching their kids at an early age. Yes, they are. We don't. And they, and they realize that, 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 that they kids are resources as right. well. We have to realize that our kids are resources. Sister Bureau and sisters in the community, they they, they taking it to the Mayor Mayor uh, Maria Pappas has established two outpost offices in the community to help you get those refunds from your property tax. One is located at Rainbow Push Coalition Headquarters, 930 East 50th Street. And the hours at Push is are Tuesdays from 12 noon to 7 p.m. and Fridays, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And the other satellite office is on the west side at the Abundant Life Community Center, 2622 West Jackson Boulevard. That's 2622 West Jackson Boulevard. And that's headed by the one and only Reverend Johnny Miller.